Hi there, today on Typical Books we got a little bit of a tag, the end of the book tag, and I caught this on Sin's Book Nook and also at Crystal's channel Fiber Artsy. So go and check out two of my favorite booktube channels actually. In the past couple months those have been my if they post it I will watch it kind of channel. So yeah, definitely check out Sin's Book Nook and Fiber Artsy for all your creepy horror needs and they do a lot more single book reviews than I do and this particular tag reminded me how much I wanted to do them and I was reminded recently that I haven't been posting enough single book reviews. I'm torn because they're not watched very often which leads me to believe they're not appreciated. Although some of my most watched videos are reviews like Goth by Atsuichi, one of my favorite books and I really ought to redo that review because I do love it so much I want to reread it and I just want to talk about it all the time. And Son of Rosemary, a book I never want to reread and do not want to talk about ever again but it is important. I think it's a public service announcement that particular review, right? So I, I'm torn. So this particular tag, even though it's not about do you post book reviews, it got me thinking about that and you'll see why later on in the questions. Because question one is, do you keep a list of the books that you have read? And I do, behold, the list of books that I have read and I'm going to be reading. There is a whole bunch of these lists, conveniently. They have the name of the book on the spine. So it basically, if you turn your head, is a list. Uh, yeah, I don't really... I should. Goodreads, I guess that counts. And I do try and update my Goodreads with what I'm reading because it's reflected like on my website and stuff. And I do take my Goodreads list because I'm really bad for wanting to keep lists and being fairly organized, but not referring to lists or not keeping lists in the same place all of the time. It's a really bad scatterbrained habit of mine. So I have found for the sake of consistency, if I mark something as to be read, that I want to read on Goodreads, I will refer to that when I'm shopping for books. So it's really handy. So yeah, Goodreads is really where I keep a list of the books that I've read. It's by no means exhaustive though, because I have gone back and tried to backfill books that I used to read or go through my shelves and like add books. So it's not like every book I've ever read in my entire life, but it is a pretty good start. And question two is what stats do you record? I only record Lestats by reading Anne Rice novels. That is about it. Bad, bad, bad book joke. I know. But yeah, I don't really record stats. I do go back and rely very heavily on Goodreads for what stats they collect as far as the amount of books that I've read and the average page counts and stuff like that. I do go back and take a look at my top 10 books, but that's not a quantifiable uh, scientific method in any way, shape or form. That is really subjective how I even feel in the moment because that list of 10 could very well change six months later. I doubt it, but it may. So uh, yeah, I don't really keep track of book stats as far as how many stars I rate things, which relates to another question or how the average book page, I wouldn't know page count except for what Goodreads tells me, right? I would love to record all of the publishers that are the most popular in my reading. That would be a stat I would be very interested to know, but I am not bothered enough to go and figure that out. Question three, as promised, is do you give star ratings? And I did a video about do books need stars? And I used to, and I was very particular about it. And I had a, a little system in my head 
and then I uh, talked about the system and then I took on Merce's a really excellent book score system and then I started a different more loosey-goosey system and then I started rating everything five stars because there was too many one star ratings being given and then lately I just have not given stars I don't think I've awarded a star rating to something in about two years year and a half two years and you may say that that's unfair and that's unwise and that's not right uh, there's a lot of stuff about reading that isn't fair or wise or right and we just read books and enjoy them right so uh yeah it's too much like work to award star ratings you might also argue that it's too much like work to record videos and talk about books and do tags and prepare answers to questions that people have asked about books and have long drawn out discussions albeit sometimes one-sided ones about books and the nature of reading but yeah, that's a lot more fun than awarding star ratings if you believe that they are arbitrary. If there was a real quantifiable reason that I believed in deeply to give star ratings or continue to give star ratings, I may continue to do that. Question number four is, do you review your books? And yes, I do, but not often enough, obviously, because that is part of what sent me into a little mental tizzy thinking about how I don't create book review videos like I used to or perhaps ought to. I rarely write reviews anymore either and I have sort of gone between writing them on my blog from time to time. I did some paid reviews here and there as well uh, for a book review service and so I have written reviews and I do know how to write formal reviews and I just did, never got the knack of translating writing a review to video and again consistency is a thing I'll write reviews here and there and never consistently in one place and I think it's also to do with traffic like I talked about earlier the videos that I make about what books are coming out what books I've just purchased or are reading typical YouTube booktube fodder uh, those sorts of things um, and certain themed videos do a lot better than standalone reviews. So I always have this feeling that no one would like to watch a standalone review. And it's not just about numbers at this point. It's like, why would I want to talk about something no one's interested in having a conversation about, right? Because even though it is sometimes a one-sided conversation, there is conversation happening like in the comments or elsewhere, sometimes in email or like Instagram and stuff like that. So I wouldn't want to waste anyone's time talking about a particular book, although I do want to start doing more single book reviews. So what do you think? Do you tip, do you look at YouTube for single book reviews? Do you type in the title of the book review and try and find videos like that, like single book reviews, like my goth book review or Son of Rosemary book review. There's a lot of other book reviews like uh, Slewfoot by Brahm, really popular book, but no one really seems to want to watch book reviews. Or there's maybe one video on YouTube that most people watch that is the review about that, but they don't watch anyone else's. Like it's very strange to me. So yeah, I review books. Although I just don't know where. I know how, but I don't know where. Question five is where do you put the books you have read? I line the shelves, obviously. I have a couple bookshelves around the house. We have several bookshelves around the house and piles of books. I sometimes do an unhaul from time to time. It's usually small and never of note. 
although I should be doing a very large one soon which I will capture on camera. We'll talk about the books that I ought to get rid of and some duplicates. So we do often take books to used bookstores, often Goodwill stores as well and thrift stores. I usually offload books at one of three places. It's Black Squirrel Books here in Ottawa, Second and Charles in Pennsylvania, or Allison the Bookman in North Bay. So yeah, it depends where I am or where I want to bring them or where I want to shop, right? Because that's normally how the book turning in thing goes. You turn in a bunch of books and you use your store credit to buy more. So yeah, they typically end up on the shelves, sometimes getting recycled. Question number six is how do you pick your next book which has evolved? Uh, I was for a long time a mood reader. For some time I had a TBR list I would follow and right now I'm sort of a blend of that with the added caveat that I want to read one thing off of my shelves every month and uh, something new. Something new usually from Horror Writers Association authors and there's only so many books that a person can read in a year. And for me, that number seems to be shrinking here and there. So I try and make sure that I get to something new because I'm excited about new horror, like we all ought to be, and something off my shelves because I do not want shelves of books that I haven't read. And there are a few. I'm going to be doing a video about maybe turning all the books backwards on my shelves that I have not read, which I think is the best tactic to get at them, and also an unhaul. So yeah. In the meantime, I am also preparing a video about some of the greater anthologies in horror through the ages. Question number seven is, do you have any rituals when you have finished a book? And no, but I love the responses. I love all the responses to these in both Crystal and Sin's videos, but this one was kind of funny to me because it's like, yeah, I lit a candle. Like, what do you expect? No, there's no ritual. A ritual. Take that word very literally. But Sin had asked, and I'll answer in the comments of her video as well. But like, do you just pick up a book right after? Do you finish the last page and like start the next page of the next book in the same breath? Do you take a break? Do you like put it in a spot? Do you take photos of it? That's something like some of these are my answers, right? Sometimes there's things that you do with a book after. There's a certain spot you put it or you sit with it for a minute and contemplate what you just read, depending. I have often actually finished a book and picked up the next. Like you might as well just turn the page right into the next book. And it's bad because I feel like I'm behind in reading or I'm not done with my me time <laughs> at the moment. So I might as well just start reading another book that I have sitting in the perpetual TBR pile. Or once in a very rare while, when a book is very hard hitting, I will close it and sit with it. Uh, cows did that to me. I had to sit for a moment and be like, what the H did I just read? Um, Tender as the Flesh gave me a moment of pause afterward. Uh, you kind of don't want to read anything because you want to just sort of steep in the style of the author. And it's not always what the H did I just read where you have to mentally get your head around what you just read. It's just wanting to stay in that world. Right? So wanting to stay in that ambience, want to stay in that aesthetic and that feeling, that color and that smell, right? That's what uh, that kind of buffer zone after reading a book is all about for me. I think after American Psycho, it took me a couple days to even look at another book. Although there isn't always a very big buffer zone of like nanoseconds. And the final question is tag people 
like many, I am just interested in other people's responses. So whether you have a venue, you can answer the questions in the comments below, or if you find this tag interesting, definitely let me know that you've done it as well. So yeah. What do you think? Do you have any rituals after you read a book? I think that's fantastic. It's about the best question in here. I know a lot of us do standalone book review videos here on our channels on booktube, but do you have a blog or review books elsewhere? Definitely let me know. Thank you very much for watching and have an ooky spooky day.